Hello, and welcome to the No Score re-review show. This is a brand new show uh, on the channel. It's basically the same format as uh, the No Score review show, but uh, instead we are now reviewing video games, TV, and movies that have already come out. Uh, we'll be reviewing stuff that we uh, look back on fondly, we uh, that are like some of our favorites, uh, and just kind of reminisce. Or we'll also be reviewing stuff that we maybe weren't too hot about the first time around, and maybe have warmed up to, or still hate just as much uh, when we originally saw it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the layout for this uh, show going forward. I am your host, Nick Green. Today, joining me, I'm reuniting the Cocaine Bear review crew. Uh, Michael Bentley is joining me again. Welcome back, Michael. It's great to be here. Great to be here tonight, Sal. I love coming out to the States. It's always awesome to, to be here on TV. Well, I'm glad you could fly out for us. It's It means so much to me and the show and the folks at home. And Shay Martin is also joining me. Hi, thank you again for having me. <laughs> Happy to have you back. Uh, today, we are re-reviewing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the uh, 2018 animated feature from uh, Sony Pictures Animation. Uh, it is, uh, we're all big Spider-Man fans here. I wore I wore one of my many Spider-Man shirts today in celebration. Um, uh, Venom. Venom. Oh. Ah, nice. It's, it's hard to see on camera, but... I, I trust. I trust the spirit. The label. The, the label's just down there. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> the logo's down there. You know how you know how logos are on the on the stomach. Yeah, <laughs> famously on the stomach, <laughs> on the lower third of the shirt. Um, yeah, we're all pretty big Spider-Man fans here, uh, and I wanted to revisit this film uh, in anticipation of its sequel, Across the Spider-Verse, coming out at the beginning of June. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna kind of go into it. Um, well, I guess we'll do a quick, um, I had full disclosure. I haven't done a full breakdown of like a different run of show for the re-review. I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. Um, so in terms of a non-spoiler review, I guess we'll go really quick. It's been out for like what, five years now. So, yeah. um, if you haven't seen it by now, uh, then that's your fault. Like that's your fault. Um, or you You're like stupid. you clearly just aren't that big a like Spider Man fan. <laughs> uh, Why are you here in the first place? Yeah, exactly. Just watch yeah. the movie. Um, if you haven't seen it already, then yeah, go watch it. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll I'll just say as sort of like a quick non spoiler thoughts. Uh, this is my second favorite Spider Man film of all time. It's my I think it's my second favorite animated film of all time. Uh, it's, I just love it so much. It blew me away when it first came out. I believe I saw it three times in theaters, at least two times in theaters. Wow. Uh, so yeah, it's, I love it so much. It's very near and dear to my heart. I've got it on, uh, my Blu-ray shelf. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic Spider-Man story. It does such like such a service to the character and, uh, it's just a really fun film for diehard Spider-Man fans. So, yeah. Uh, Michael, Shay, did you want to add in any spoiler-free thoughts before we really uh, get into things? Well, I think you kind of said it all. It's um, it, the Into the Spider-Verse has just been so unmatched by anything. Just similar to you, it's my second favorite Spider-Man. I believe it's my 
favorite of all time ad, like animation film. It's understandable. Everybody so. you speak to, yeah, hundred percent. Everybody you speak to loves this. It, as he said, does justice to all the characters. It introduces Miles Morales in a great way. Honestly, mm-hmm. I've fallen in love with that character so much, and even so much that this might be so bold to say that I might even love him more than Peter Parker. So, yeah, that's fair. It, it's yeah. a great uh, entry point because I think that was his, well, is his debut into like the uh, cinematic realm because uh, I think he only had the the comics uh, f- like for his story uh, ever since then because I think I think he came into uh, like or he was uh, what's the word he was created in like 2011 I think. Um, so he had like a good run in the comics world, but I think he was only mentioned maybe in the MCU, not even by name. I don't think in homecoming, yeah, his, his, um, uncle Aaron is the yeah. ice cream guy. So he's the one who gets his hands stuck to the, stuck to the trunk. He says, I got, I got a nephew who lives in this neighborhood and I yeah. don't want alien guns, regular guns. That's fine. But that's a different yeah. Yeah, um, well, that's a tangent for a different episode. Um, I never made no, that I, connection before. Um, in, I, I, don't uh, I mentioned him by name. I don't think I mentioned him by name in the um, in the actual movie, but I think in the credits, um, Michael Glover. Sorry, I'm I'm blanking on his name. Donald Glover, not Michael. Donald Glover. I'm Michael. I'm Michael. <laughs> uh, Donald Glover is is listed as as Uncle Aaron. Um, right. For me, for me. Uh, Into the Spider Verse was a pretty fun surprise. I don't, I don't know if it tackles my favorite Spider-Man movie. I think that kind of flip flops. Like it holds the same position as like Sam Raimi Spider-Man, and this one kind of tussle for the position. Mm-hmm. But I, I really enjoyed kind of what of a big surprise it was because Sony handling it with lots of MCU. Oh god, yeah. It. Mm-hmm. And it was like you, you saw animated feature, and you thought, okay, what. What, what baby time is going to be this not to say animations baby i love animation but big movie studios tend to be like animation well and up until that point too unless it was like a smaller like auteur type film from mm-hmm. like say like well maybe calling wes anderson auteur nowadays isn't quite uh holds as much weight but like he and some other uh directors were like the only ones uh delving into that kind of adult animation realm aside from like the the japanese animation um Mm. so up until that point i don't i can't really recall many more adult oriented uh animated films not that this even really gets that like adult themed um it gets there's like some relatively heavy stuff scenes in the beginning of the film but But i mean the fact that this was the same production is it the same production house or the production company that created the emoji movie like right beforehand oh, so. oh god you can see the dna of it in there <laughs> you can actually yeah you can see its roots um, um no but my main my main thing with it was that um what i enjoyed about it was that it, it held a very difficult triple threat place which was the fact that you could jump into it being a fan of only the movies, being a fan of only the comics, or being a fan of neither. It's a, it's a, it's a really mm-hmm. good fresh start movie because it, totally. it stands its own ground, but it has enough connections to both sides. Uh, with the movies, it has that 
it has a lot of references to them, which I know it can be cheap, but like it basically shows like, hey, we're paying homage to this. We're aware of the MCU and the Raimi movies, but then you also get all the comic bits. Like every time somebody sends out a web, you get a little flip, a little flip graphic, a little yeah. hand here. So when Nick edits this, he could put a flip <laughs> Oh no, don't box. do that to me. Don't do that so to me. I'm not so that good an editor. <laughs> you can't put a text box on the screen. <laughs> I'll do, yeah, the most basic thing. Yeah. Doesn't even look like comic writing or anything. <laughs> You can get a cutout of, of one of the Spider-Men doing it and just like put it over my head. There you go. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, it was it was very well crafted from the ground up. It was it was very much just a good movie. It was, just, yeah. it was a good movie that nobody saw coming. It hit you like, yeah, like uh taking everything out of it, it's it's really it's just a good movie. It's like great on its own, uh just like start to finish story of miles morales um and uh yeah it's uh so emoji movie just as a quick callback it was produced by sony pictures animation so i can see where uh the worry would be for sure uh and just the level of like because like how you said michael we had uh i think when did I think Venom came out the same year? I think it came out like months before Spider Verse. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so you had Venom already in the bag, uh, doing a relatively good theatrical run for what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, yeah, just the history of the Raimi trilogy kind of falling uh, flat near the end, and then the web uh, duology really, like fumbling the bag there uh with their two movies especially in the second one um and then just the amount of involvement spider-man was getting in the mcu at the time it was a weird space for sony to throw out a brand new story um but it really stuck uh with audiences um and uh yeah i uh i think we should get into the nitty-gritty now I don't want to. I don't want to dance around spoiler stuff anymore. So uh, if you still are have stuck around this far in, um, and you don't want to know spoilers, then go away. Go watch the film, please, for the love of God, uh, and uh, then come back to chat uh, spoiler details with us. Um, Shay, what are some of your highlights for this film? Honestly, the f- yes, the first thing that comes to mind is oh. I'm blanking on her name, but the female uh, Doc Ock that was played by Catherine uh, Hahn. Catherine Hahn. Yeah, I I loved that character. I loved her. I I am a huge Catherine uh, Hahn fan. Yeah, uh, Liz. And her her friends call her Liz. Her friends <laughs> yeah. call her Liz. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, even just like having Haley Steinfeld in it. I'm also a huge Haley Steinfeld fan. The, the whole cast was just, I think, what made it. Um, yeah yeah you look at that cast list and you're like oh my god there is a lot of like heavy hitters in this film like Liv Schreiber as Wilson Fisk uh Oscar I mean Oscar Isaac only makes a cameo but like even still Chris Pine oh who's Oscar Isaac Oscar Isaac is uh Spider-Man 2099 in the uh, post-credit sequence nice so he'll be in the the sequel coming up 
perfect. Even like Chris Pine had the perfect voice for like oh. an old washed up Peter Parker. <laughs> oh man, I I that was one of my highlights for sure. I don't want to like uh co-opt the the talk from you Shay, but like no, Chris Pine as uh Peter Parker was fantastic. He had so many good like quips when he was fighting uh the Green Goblin in the collider room. It was like, "I am mm-hmm. so tired." <laughs> it's it's so funny and he really sold me on that like lived in character of peter parker it's it's kind of a a side of peter parker we haven't seen in the films because it's always kind of been that origin story and like younger side um of of that character so it was really refreshing to see um it, it was spider-verse and the 2018 ps4 game that kind of took that route of the the more seasoned Peter, uh, having like been Spider Man for a few years, uh, and like just really selling us on uh, the fact that he's been doing it for a while and that he's an experienced uh, hero by this point, and he's not not necessarily having to figure this stuff out. That's more put onto Miles, which it works because he's a brand new character, so we're not like. We've seen this before. We've been down this road, right? It it still works, and we get to ex- we still get to experience uh, the the freshness of becoming Spider Man through a new character's eyes, which is great. Which is just another advantage of having Miles as the the main character, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Chris Pine was easily one of my favorite performances in the film. Catherine Hahn was fantastic as well. I also just love that little that little detail when they're at uh may's house and she calls her liz it's like hang on a second there what (laughs) and then then it just keeps going into a fight inside the house um yeah this film is full of like chock full of those little details uh lord and miller really understood the landscape they were coming into with this film we kind of were talking about how there were already so many of these entries into the into the spider verse um but yeah uh like just that whole intro sequence of chris pines peter parker i was like all right let's do this one more time and then we get all of the like the raimi spider-man callbacks and like some of the comic callbacks um it uh it was really good the like low-key banger of a of a christmas song that he did on the christmas album <laughs> yes yeah, so good and his popsicle <laughs> and his pops- so a real popsicle. life photo of the popsicle <laughs> so funny yeah no and i think also a shout out to the soundtrack like the music overall the music oh, choice yeah soundtrack is- was fantastic yeah um, um to have yeah, a did low you wanna- light yeah to have a low light it's it's uh, if I had to choose one, and I, I, I don't even think this is a fair judgment to make, but it was um, something that I felt when I was in theaters. Um, when I first saw it in theaters, I, I did get really stoned beforehand. So by the time I got to, <laughs> yeah. like, it was just a lot of colors. For right. The most yeah. Part. It's a very, yeah. It, it's a very vibrant film. <laughs> yes. It is a great film to, um, you know, if that's your thing, smoke to it's a it's a great one to watch uh, but i i do remember towards like the climax of it um th- 
there was just so much going on and I, for mm -hmm. some reason i found it to be the least interesting out of the entire but like i felt like a little bit detached by the end okay. um and when i was re-watching it i've rewatched it like three times since and i still feel the same way i i can't exactly tell you what it was there just seemed to be like a lot going on all at once um mainly in the third act yes yeah when there were uh, what was it called the collider yeah when like yeah um i mean it, i i it sets it up for the second one which is great um mm -hmm. and i'm i'm really pulling that out of my ass as like yeah. light. <laughs> it's it, more of a it nitpick was, than anything exactly it was a fine third act but mm -hmm. it was not my favorite for whatever reason I, I don't know why um i just felt a little bit more i don't know an original no mm -hmm. i don't know it, it was Don't the me. kind of standard, uh, f for the most part, framework of a third act of like this big grand set piece of like potentially, well, at least New York ending stakes, not necessarily world ending, but uh, these these big stakes of the, the collider, like destroying New York. Um, and then you have the duality of that plus having to get them home uh before the collider actually closes i actually kind of appreciated that it's it mm -hmm. really sets up um that whole situation of okay well we have to shut this down but we also have to get you guys home so we have to let it start first right which is a really uh complicated scenario to be in because you don't want to leave these characters in like the wrong universe because otherwise they'll they'll die um mm -hmm. But yeah, I uh, I think I think the second act might be the weakest for me in just from like a comparison standpoint, because like with the third act, I really appreciated the the collider sequence. And then we also just get to see Miles finally come into his own and become like find his identity as Spider-Man. Um, the the second act, I feel, is where. Like, cause in the first act you get miles just as miles. And then you get that stepping stone of him getting bitten and like meeting Peter and then meeting Peter again. Uh, and like getting introduced to the world of Spider-Man and kind of fumbling that a little bit where the second act is a lot of just uh, miles fumbling while they're trying to figure out uh, how to like fix the situation and get get the uh what is it called the goober again um yeah i think that's probably the weakest act for me but still like super super strong overall um yeah michael do you want to uh jump in at all with some highlights or lowlights oh yeah no and in terms of um in terms of highlights i i definitely enjoyed the the focus on family dynamics and just kind of how how a lot of the art style played into that, where mm -hmm. um, where you have like like especially like in terms of like when he's with Uncle Aaron, mm -hmm. and whenever you see Miles being really happy and coming into himself, is you have a lot of this dichotomy of of him being both more active and also using graffiti, mm -hmm. um, and I also enjoy 
how that also blends into Uncle Aaron's character with the music. Like it's all one big piece. It's like it's mm-hmm. not just the graffiti. You have like this much grittier as related to graffiti kind of like like the bromp is like kind of mixes into an almost like hip hop street track. Yeah. Um, with the graffiti and all that, it becomes this huge big blend. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, I just I just like how that all really builds together. That's always been one of the highlights for me. Um, the one of the probably the bigger highlights for me was um, when he does his first fall with like jumping off and the like he, he's, he's right yeah, yeah. the buildings coming up and just like how they actually engineered all that behind the scenes which I don't know if you guys got to see that but it was um, they actually it it's the shot is literally them moving the buildings down it's like they they flipped the whole city to to oh. achieve the effect because it, it it didn't look just it didn't look right just having miles drop. Mm-hmm. into the city they actually they flipped all the models and brought them down to get that effect of the different that's buildings funny. rising up um no it's just like it's it's a really solid movie and i love i love to bits all the um all the various pieces that it is but i do have some unfortunate low lights okay chief among them the one that stands out for me immediately when i would think of highlights would be kingpin's design i do love it <laughs> but it doesn't it it's doesn't so funny really though. Mesh. It is funny. <laughs> literally, they like... literally have a frame in the movie where it's all black, yeah. and then it's just his head. It's not like... about the money, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Business is booming. No, it is. It, it, it's great, but it just like it just doesn't like fit in because everybody else looks like a person. Like even uh... he's the most disproportionate yeah. character in so the he's film. A block. Like they have a giant goblin, and he looks like he fits in with things more yeah um, that's true yeah yeah and then i guess i guess like the the only other thing is that you do have three weak spider-man which i felt was a bit meh uh penny noir and spider-ham porker like yeah. like i i wanted them to go through their comic bits like let's do this one more time i wanted them to go through that individually i didn't enjoy us rushing through them mm-hmm. all at once i i, I think it still works though for the placement in the like story, I think, because it's it's playing on that like we've we've done this already. Let's let's mm-hmm. get or let's go over what we need to and then just carry on with the story, right? Like it it probably would have felt way more um, stunted and like uh, really out of place in the script. I think um, it it and I think it still works to that advantage of being like you want to see more of those characters right um but i i totally get what you mean you want you want to see like more of those characters and not have them be as sidelined for sure and i think that's probably a byproduct of just miles and then peter b parker and uh gwen kind of taking center stage um because there's a lot of characters to to balance right yeah and then i guess like another another highlight just to bring it back up Mm -hmm. would be um would be Peter B. Parker himself. I like I like that people kind of got to have their cake and eat it too. Where like yeah. there's a, a big thing in the Spider-Man comics in terms of fans of people who are tired of seeing Peter fail and want him to succeed. Yeah, but people who are also like they feel connected and they're they like having a hero who doesn't who always succeed and like yeah. you know whose whose real life is living in like a one bedroom three hundred square foot apartment. Yeah, kind of thing where it's like all the glory is in being Spider-Man, and outside of that, anytime he takes the suit off, it's like misery. (laughs) I was in my room doing some crunches, getting (laughs) fit. 
Um, no, but it's, I, I like that you got the dichotomy, but I like that. I like seeing not quite like a more grizzled Peter, but a Peter who's just like tired. Yeah. More jaded. Who's, yeah. More, yeah. more jaded. Like he's not like fully dark, but he's just kind of like, it, it, it feels like if he, if, if, if Miles was in his universe and his age, he'd be like, okay, cool. You do it now. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it anymore. You can be Spider-Man. I want to, I want to go sit in the shower and cry. <laughs> listening yeah. To the yeah. It wasn't song. necessarily that he was like full on like nihilistic. I think it was more yeah. so he was de- like depressed and <laughs> just kind of just like really sad. Um, yeah. And he, he was very much in his own world of being like, I don't, I don't want to deal with any of this. Uh, right now because of the things of weight the things the way things have been going uh because i've been spider-man so i don't want to i don't want to have to deal i don't want to have to teach a brand new spider-man how to Mm -hmm. do this because i'm not doing it very well um i yeah i love the duality or the dichotomy of uh chris pine and then jake johnson's uh performance like jake johnson was excellent as peter b parker um I'm also like just as kind of a tan- side tangent a little bit because they they set it up in the movie. Uh, I th- Peter Peter B. Parker is like our Spider Man, right? Yeah. And then Miles Morales is in a different dimension. Yeah. Yeah, because like when Peter B. Parker arrives, I think it's like Coca Soda or something. There, that's like a billboard in yes. Times Squared. Yeah. Okay. I I was. I always get like second guessing myself uh, in that part. I'm like, okay, so which one is actually like our, who would be our Peter Parker? Um, yeah, that's, I, I love the, that again, that attention to detail uh, in the movie where there's just so many like references and just like little Easter eggs. There's like a, a mock Shaun of the Dead poster in Times Square too. Um, yeah. A lot of the detail I love I love the mixture of the art styles. That's one of the big standouts for me. Um, it like completely revolutionized uh, the like, or maybe not revolutionized, but uh, just reinvigorated the animation uh, space in film. Mm-hmm. Um, where like we're already now starting to see it, uh, like its ripple effect with like Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, yeah. and then we're getting a sequel, and then some of the like moves that have been made in the television space and like limited series with like uh love death and robots and the new star wars visions uh shorts um we're starting to see more daring and more uh like standout-ish animation which is great in the the realm and landscape of like the dominating disney uh studios um Mm because there's so many it's so easy to think of animation as just those things like you got like the 2D you got stop motion maybe like occasionally but then you've got the standard 3D uh like art style i guess that Disney has um uh relied on for so many years so i i love the the style in this film and that it has had that ripple effect uh, I love like just the animating on twos to give it that like stop motion effect. But then at some points you get that like on ones feel and like a uh, different frame rate 
feeling as well, where it's like way more fluid and smooth. Uh, it's, it's a great blend. And then also just layering on those elements of like a comic book. Like I know you said it's a bit of a color overload Shay earlier. Um, but like that, that works really well in the sense of like, it's, it feels straight up like a comic book come to life. And it's just, it's just amazing because we had never seen anything like that before, uh, especially like in the big screen. If memory serves, I believe that those dots that are on everyone are supposed to represent the comic dots from the, from the sixties and seventies that they used to create texture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a, it's a nice little, it's a nice little like visual motif that they got going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I guess like the the only part of it that like, I, I still love Kingpin I still love him but the only part of it I could really do without is is Liz's suction cup arms I don't know why they're not like just nanotech metallic they just like they look you like you don't like they, those hey they it just doesn't it, to me it looks like if they came at me I could just like grab it like I don't need Spider Man like it's just like it's just plastic right. I win I don't know how that's supporting her body weight I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if they're like inflated tubes or if it's all just like a gel. No, they're they're inflated because there's a are are they inflated? Yeah, because there's a point where there's a point where Miles, when he's invisible, she's about to hit Peter in the face and he grabs the arms while he's invisible and they crumple. Okay. And then he ties them in a knot and hits her with it. Right. I, I mean, I liked it just from it, it was its own design. I really appreciated that it was so like was uh, divorced from like what we had already come to know. Um, we got like uh, a sneak peek of like a, another Doc Ock in Gwen's universe. We get that one mechanical arm that's coming after her when she gets sucked into Miles universe. Um, but yeah, I love I love that they were uh, like brave enough to really experiment with the uh, villain or just the character designs overall, I would say um, they like when they uh, needed to, I think they really honored the, the proper like design of some of the characters, like with like uh, Noir, I think he was like done like to perfection. Um, but like, especially in the villains case, I love, uh, that they really got to experiment a little bit or bring in character or versions of those characters that we hadn't seen yet in the film space uh, or like that were only relegated to like the, the comics universe, like the Green Goblin. We haven't seen. I mean, we kind of got a taste of that with Amazing Spider-Man uh, with like the the affliction and where he actually turns into a straight up goblin. But that was that was like barely scratching the surface we got we get full-on beast goblin in uh in, or you uh, could be me you could be me age 10 and get the ultimate spider-man game for ps2 <laughs> where it does have a monster green goblin and you're very confused when that health bar shows up i guess that's not goblin why isn't willem dafoe in my game um <laughs> Because I ask myself that every day. Come on, Jenna survived. Like, I wonder if Willem Dafoe will finally show up. Willem Dafoe. He really should um, be part of that. He totally should. Uh, more Willem Dafoe in video games if if you take nothing else away from this re-review. Um, I love the Scorpion design as well. Uh, we, ha- we hadn't had a uh, actual, like, Scorpion 
villain yet in the the film space uh not with like the suit in any in any capacity anyway um so i loved that they didn't just straight up do the like the like high tech green suit with a tail mm-hmm. i loved that it was like he was like half man half machine um i really loved the prowler's design and the prowler's theme like the prowler is terrifying in this film yeah like those mm-hmm. chase sequences are very intimidating and i think part of this like or part of what lent into that was his uh his theme it was it was fantastic um yeah well, what i what i like about it is that his main theme is just it's taking a riff from what's up danger and exemplifying it over and over. Into oh, I didn't song. even realize that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's taking one of the main riffs from what's up danger. And then Miles's final theme puts them together. Okay. So cool. it's, it's a really, it's a really fun music scape mm-hmm. um, that, that really supports the animation. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, just, that's a great example. Like there's so much to this film that like warrants that rewatchability and you like pick up on stuff every time you watch it again and again, um, new things, um, obviously in the realm of like Easter eggs and references and whatnot, there's like every frame is packed with stuff. Um, but even just in the actual like creative and artistic side of, of like the filmmaking process, they, they like blend all of these themes and motifs and design choices together really well. That makes it feel really cohesive. Um, yeah, uh, I. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, do you mind if I take a step back? Actually, to please um, do Octavius and uh, Aunt May because I completely yeah. forgot about that little kind of comment until yeah, yeah. I think you brought it up, Michael. And I went on Reddit, and I this is so freaking funny to me. Uh, on Reddit, there's somebody saying like what's up between this relationship like i thought i picked up something i don't really understand yeah and then one of the top responses is no i totally noticed that too maybe not a romantic necessarily relationship but it did make me think back to the 60s blah 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 blah. and he goes into like this theory but it definitely implies that some sort of version of the relationship existed in this universe and then the top comment under that was harold they're lesbians (laughs) (laughs) just just admit it just yeah like (laughs) just just get to the point just stop dancing around it they're they're gay for each other it is (laughs) if if you felt it it was probably there (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's uh it's so funny how like it i mean it all comes together from like performance and like line delivery and setup um of how like much you can gleam from like just like a single line it's like oh it's liz it's it's so great it packs packs a lot of weight um yeah uh i loved uh their their doc ock design as well um yeah uh were there any other villains tombstone was pretty cool as well he he was very like plain they didn't go too over the top with this version of tombstone because he's usually like really big i think that was actually hammerhead because he's he's blue like the shark really i think i could have swore that was tombstone because uh i think they also this is something i picked up on the rewatch as well on uh peter parker's 
the Peter Parker and Miles universe uh, in his like uh, underground base. He has like a, a conspiracy web or whatever. And there's a picture of Hammerhead on there. And oh, he has right. a I huge ass head. No, I looked that up. You're right. Uh, I don't know why they made him blue then. I don't know why they made him blue. Because well, when think... he's in the daylight, when he's in the daylight and then Liz shows up and he's grappling his throat, he's like, he looks all blue. I'm like, right. oh, it's like because he's like a shark. So I thought, I <laughs> thought Hammerhead. <laughs> I mean, they do look pretty similar, like now just looking at the designs. Um, well, they made they made one of them purple. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I haven't seen a purple shark before. <laughs> no, like Hammerhead and Tombstone in the film, they look pretty yeah. similar. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, I really appreciated the different villain designs, and uh, I also just wanted to shout out the like going back again to like the Easter eggs and references. I loved the way they did the post-credit scene and they incorporated the Spider-Man meme um, and using the actual comic or not comic uh, cartoon from the the 60s. Uh, that was a really well done bit. Spider-Man. Spider-Man pointed first. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Stop pointing at me. I'm not pointing. You pointed first. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah. Uh, is there any other kind of highlights or anything you guys want to uh talk about before we move on no that's all not on my end all right uh yeah uh where does this kind of um i know we kind of listed our rankings but like uh do you think is it something you would like go see again in theaters if it came back uh do you want to own it on blu-ray if you don't already how many times have you seen it michael do you want to kick that off? Um, yeah, I've, I've seen it about three times now, once in the movies and twice outside of. Um, definitely to support it, I bought it on Blu-ray, but just because I'm me, I don't watch a lot of movies back-to-back, even if I really enjoy them, but mm-hmm. no, I, I'd support it with the, with, a, with a good old Blu-ray. And I think it's definitely just a general watch, even for people who don't necessarily enjoy animation or comics, just to like... Like I said, this is like one of the pinnacles of the genre that like you that's like a really good staple to check out to be like absolutely sure. Like if you don't like if you don't like this, like okay, cool, you don't like comics and you don't like animation. Yeah. Um But it it's um it's definitely something I would recommend to others and definitely something I would want more support for just because it's 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 what it's what happens. It's this fun thing that happens that studios keep forgetting is that properties will be more successful when there's limited studio involvement and more fear in for directors. Mm-hmm. Um, it just has the unfortunate knock-on effect where, oh, this is successful now. Made us lots of money. We're gonna we're gonna be in control of this now. So you gotta do the yeah. palpatine hands. <laughs> we're in control of this now. Yeah. It, uh, it it actually didn't do as well at the box office as like oh, wow. some people were hoping for. Um it only, I mean, it still definitely made back its money and then some, but it wasn't nearly anywhere as successful as like even I don't even think it was as successful as Venom, um, and then definitely wasn't ex- as successful as the live action like Spider Man films. Um, well, you know, like what do you expect? Like Venom comes, Venom comes with a hit single, Venom <laughs> by Eminem. <laughs> That's what they should have done. Is they should have attached Eminem to the soundtrack. Eminem is Peter Parker. 
<laughs> oh god. No. What a visual. Um but yeah, it 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 could have done much better. It did end up like getting the the awards buzz. It, I think it won the best animated feature for that year, thankfully. Um and it didn't just go to the Pixar film or Disney film for that year. Um but yeah, I hope I hope the sequel gets some more attention and more love, uh, especially with how the ripple effect has like made an impact on the industry. And there's there's more talk and attention around it now. After the fact, I think Into the Spider Verse has definitely garnered that support and that following. So um, yeah, uh, in terms of this film, though, like I said, I I own it on Blu-ray now, 4K Blu-ray. I will, if it wasn't, I don't think if it was for the uh, comic book and superhero uh, fatigue and like landscape that we're in now where it's just nonstop and there's always new superhero stuff to watch, um, I'd probably revisit this way more often. Uh, Like I'd probably watch it at least once a year, but just because of the sheer amount of just uh, stuff to watch and play nowadays. Um, plus uh, narrowing that down to, uh, superhero stuff specifically. Um, I don't think I will watch it as much, but I own it now so I can like pop it on whenever I feel like it. Um, but I'll definitely like rewatch it time and time again and go back and pick up on those things I missed, uh, in previous, previous viewings. Uh, what about you, Shay? Where does this kind of land for you uh, outside of like rankings and stuff? I think I I really agreed when you said um, there's like a lot of superhero fatigue right now. And if it mm-hmm. wasn't for that, I would probably go back to it a lot more. Um, yeah. I've seen it once in theaters and I believe like three times now outside mm-hmm. of theaters in the last five years. So it's one of those films for me that if I was talking to somebody and they hadn't seen it, and I'd be like, hey, do you want to watch it together? I would love to just kind of re-experience this oh, through yeah. like somebody else's eyes. Yeah. Um, but as for re-watching it again, I I think it's going to be another few years. I'm very excited for the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be seeing that as soon as I can. And I, I do believe it's going to do better than the first. I, I have very high expectations for it. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's a very rewatchable film though. Like and I again, I've seen it four times in 5 years. That's mm-hmm. that's a fair amount of times. And yeah, uh, totally. As for owning it on uh Blu-ray, I, I don't think it hold not for me personally. Um Sure. Yeah. But yeah. No, it's it's great and yeah, I I would maybe go back to theaters if it was with a group of people. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. It's one of those films I will absolutely pop on to uh, vicariously uh, watch through another person's eyes um, and just like kind of reinvigorate that excitement of like seeing it for the first time again. Uh, as long as they're hopefully into animation, because if they're not a big animation person, they're like, eh, it wasn't that good. It's like, okay, well. <laughs> I think anybody Kingpin is a big animation. <laughs> To be honest, I'm not a huge animation person. I don't watch okay. a lot of animated stuff. I think most people can appreciate that it's a gorgeous, every frame in it is so, mm-hmm. so intentional and so yeah. well done and multi-layered as we like all already talked about. Um, yeah. I think it, yeah. Yeah, that just, it comes down to personal preference at that point, right? Um, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, 
Cool. Uh, let's do one pro and one con each, and then uh, I think we'll wrap things up. Michael, do you want to start us off? Um, I, I think I've, I think I've gone through my pros and cons at, at this point. Um, but like I'm just trying to like pro. I really love the hoodie suit. Um, yeah, has I love goes. that. So con is that he doesn't finish the fight in his hoodie suit. I don't know why they got rid of the hoodie. It always like like extra bits of clothing over Spider-Man outfits always look good. I don't know mm -hmm. why why he lost it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's the same effect as in the Power Rangers movie when their helmets come up for the last fight. Like, no, that's not why I'm here. <laughs> put that down. <laughs> yeah. put that down. Keep keep your helmet on for God's sake, especially in a freaking fight. Like there are children here. Put your helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family space. Um. Yeah, I I loved that design too. Um, but I also can appreciate like framing it in a like using it as a reveal of the the, mm -hmm. the proper Spider-Man suit, right? I also just love that that design that he goes with that initial like spray painted mm -hmm. look. Um, maybe he was just maybe he knew it'd be colder higher up, so he wore a jacket. Yeah, totally. And it, went, and it was really hot in the collider, so I gotta take this off. <laughs> yeah, it's purely a heat-based uh, transition <laughs> from costume to costume. Um, Shay, how about you? Your pro and con? Um, I believe hmm, what I think one pro that I haven't mentioned yet is I I really appreciated. I grew up. I I know Spider Gwen and Spider Woman are not the same character. Uh, mm -hmm. But growing up, I did read a lot of like Spider Woman uh, comics. I was obsessed mm -hmm. with it, and I always wanted to see a similar representation there, and to okay. have Spider Gwen, who is like you know fairly like has an alternative uh, presentation and everything. Yeah. It was refreshing. Um, yeah, she was very was like awesome. unique and like stood out on her own. Right, she wasn't just the female version of Spider Man. Right. Oh yeah, no, I I believe she would have passed the Bechdel test. <laughs> given the I, opportunity i absolutely think so <laughs> yeah um yeah she's she stands on her own like i know that's kind of we don't really know what's like the chemistry between her and miles yeah like we kind of do but there's something there but I, she has her own purpose as well yeah i uh you know what that is i'm gonna kind of co-op that a little bit and that's gonna be a new con for well not new but like uh something we haven't talked about until now <laughs> is that will be my con for this film is I actually wish they just kept it to a friendship. And I think that's something that kind of goes with a lot of uh, movies nowadays is I really wish they would embrace uh, like men and women just being friends and becoming like best friends instead of doing 100%. that standard romantic trope. Um, they, like right until... I mean, I don't even think they lean into it that much in this film. Like, it, it feels a little more ambiguous than maybe some others. Um, but how but refreshing it, would it? Sorry. Sorry. No, no, please, please go ahead. I don't. How refreshing would it be just to like you know because we see everything from the perspective of Miles Morales and like we do kind of see him have googly eyes after like towards her. How refreshing yeah. would it be that he just sees her as you know only a friend somebody that's helping him out like i think that's yeah. like a very beautiful friendship and very beautiful representation in that that we don't get to see very often and i i, I 110 agree with you nick like that is a con i i think it would have been much stronger if we could just show that like opposite sex folk can be friends on screen yeah. 
totally. I and I think um because I, I could have sworn I saw uh, like an article or a tweet about it. I think the this film on its own actually doesn't do too bad a job and this might just be more coming from the fact that I think there was like a uh interview or something with Lord and Miller or one of the directors uh for like Across the Spider-Verse um in their press junket or whatever talking about our is there a like romantic fling between Miles and Gwen? And I think they confirmed that. So I don't know that it necessarily is a con directly on this film. There there are elements uh, for sure that are in the film because like he tries and th- does the shoulder touch on her, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it goes really wrong, um, which I think works in kind of developing that friendship dynamic a little bit more. It's like you could like, trying to hit on her it's like oh no this this is not gonna work so we we let's just be friends type of thing right um so something to maybe uh be a little pessimistic about going into the uh sequel we'll see how much of a role it plays um but yeah uh definitely want to see more uh men and women friendships in films uh so yeah uh and then my pro um I might not be very original with this one and just go back to my um, praise of Chris Pine as, as Peter Parker. I, I absolutely adore that intro sequence. It's a perfect setup for the film, getting us reintroduced to the character, but in a very familiar way where it's like, like, you know, it, and this film definitely feels like it works much better for diehard Spider-Man films as opposed to uh, like fans coming in off the street, not as well, well versed pun intended. Uh, So I think that is a great setup for the film. And then it just really introduces us to a new side of Peter as well, the more seasoned uh, character and uh, just his one liners in the film, man, it's, it's so good. New York is not zoned for a multiverse collider. Let us not forget oh. that. <laughs> well, it's, to be fair, he was only doing it in Manhattan, so he's not breaking the entire right. city. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a if, district. If that's a business, if that's a commercial business, it's fine. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> All righty. Uh, yeah, I think that is where we're going to wrap our review up. Michael and Shay, thank you so much for joining me this episode of the first episode of the No Score Re-Review Show. Uh, there will be many more uh, re-reviews to come on the channel going forward. I'm trying to incorporate a little bit more uh, variety in uh, videos uh, coming to the channel. Um, we are also going to be doing a, a retrospective for a couple big franchises coming up, uh, the Indiana Jones Uh, series is getting another movie uh, in the summer as well as the Mission Impossible franchise. Uh, Shay, I know you were uh, very excited to be on the Mission Impossible one. So and Indiana Jones, if anything. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Excellent. I I gotta, I gotta be there. Nice. (laughs) Perfect. I got a lot to say. (laughs) Excellent. Well, you'll, uh, you'll find more of Shay, I'm sure on those retrospective episodes um and uh yeah uh let's uh let's do some plugs michael do you uh have any plugs or recommendations you want to shout out uh just the general nick 
Scott and I, we got our own little, little YouTube show called uh, The Out of Focus. And that's also a podcast sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's uh, a very long title. It, not all the characters fit in all of the usernames, unfortunately. It's an acronym. Don't worry. <laughs> For all you kids at home. Um, no, but it's... Uh, and I also do uh, anthology superhero stories on Patreon if you look up Save the Day. Um, and then also recommendations before I forget from the same studio, you got to check out uh, Mitchell's versus the machines. Same right. art style, yeah. same art style, a little bit annoying in some of the comedy, but overall <laughs> it's a very, it's a very good movie. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that as well. It was a fun, another fun family dynamic as well. Um, and just more of that like signature art style that they've mm-hmm. developed in the years uh post spider-verse um and that i believe is on netflix right it was a netflix original yeah yeah, yeah. It's spider spider-verse and mitchell versus the machine they're both on netflix you can watch they are. it right now and uh for uh the folks at home as well uh more gay representation as well in a mm-hmm. in a spider-verse-esque animated film which is that's a spoiler that's a spoiler you gave away. Well, okay. <laughs> That's all right. Just bleep out gay. <laughs> I accidentally outed a, a film character. That was not my place. I apologize <laughs> sincerely. Um, perfect. Shay, uh, do you have any plugs or recommendations? Uh, folks can find me on Instagram at Shay Martin Media, letterbox at just Shay Martin. And uh, one recommendation I have uh, it's a bit of a throwback, but Fried Green Tomatoes rewatched oh, it recently okay. and it aged well, I think. Excellent. Well, it for the most part, there's definitely some problems, but it, it's, <laughs> a, it's a great film. Awesome. Good to know. Yeah, that's been on my watch list forever. I need to. Where did you watch it? Um, I have it on DVD. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you watch it? At home, on my couch. <laughs> I'll have to I, try I that could sometime. lend it to you. I could lend it to you. Perfect. Okay, great. All right. Uh, you can find me wherever you're listening to or watching this episode of the No Score re-review show. Uh, I recently did a review on, let me pull it up. On Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, if you're into superhero stuff, uh, I talked with uh, a new guest to the show, Zach Milne from Zach Milne Talks Movies. No relation to Scott, uh, for Michael. Um, And uh, I also have some more reviews coming down the line. Obviously, I think we're recording this well in advance of Across the Spider-Verse, but I'm hoping this episode will come come out like right before uh, Across the Spider-Verse gets into theaters. So be on the lookout for the Across the Spider-Verse review. I might even have the Cocaine Bear uh, crew back to review that mm-hmm. with me. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. As well as I'm also going to be reviewing uh, Star Wars Visions Volume 2 with Michael. Um, so that should be out either... Actually, no, this will definitely be out after uh, Visions. So if you haven't watched the Visions review by now, then uh, definitely go check that out if you want to see more animation reviews. Um, And then I'll also have had uh, reviews for more TV. Uh, Yellow Jacket Season 2 will probably be reviewed by then or by now. Time is weird. 
and uh, Ted Lasso season three as well. I also just caught up with that uh, last night. And God damn, do I love that show. It might be like one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, so yeah, if you are also into video game Let's Play content, I've got a channel for that where I mostly play video games, the occasional AAA game as well. I'm doing Jedi Survivor over there as well as some puzzle games, indie games on No Score Plays. Uh, otherwise, you can find me on Letterboxd and all the socials at No Score or at No Score Reviews. Thank you again so much for watching and listening to this episode. Michael Shea, thank you once more. And we'll see you all on the next review. Bye-bye.